Hello everybody, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, or listening to the companion, yeah, companion, I'm done already, the companion podcast, Mask of the Gods, which should be available wherever you listen to your fine podcasts, and if it's not, let me know. You'll actually, if you go to maskofthegods.com, you'll see a button that if yours isn't there, you can actually request and we'll make sure that happens. I came up with an idea for the podcast today that was so controversial, I have a guest. Hi. Good evening. Yeah. Who are you? I'm the... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's Brian. That's my husband. He is in on the show today because... Yeah. Okay. I'm presuming y'all listened to my Game of Thrones review that posted yesterday. Because I, I had feels. He did not have as strong a feels as I had. Though maybe other people brought you around. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> but hey, I had strong feels. So I have a big question today. And that is, does that movie, that that episode, prove that we can't trust Dan and Dave, the showrunners who do Game of Thrones, with an entire Star Wars trilogy. So we'll be discussing that in just a minute. And there will be Game of Thrones spoilers, so be warned if you don't want anything spoiled, because several of the things that I'm really going to take on bridge with, I kind of have to talk about stuff that happened with on the show. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, and the app that you are listening to me on allows you to do it, please rate this episode or this podcast. It helps me out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. And that's just a good thing. And thank you to everybody who's done that. We now have enough ratings on on uh, Apple Podcast to have a rating on Apple Podcast. Yay! Woo! So, woohoo. Thank you for that. That's awesome. We're a five-star podcast, and it's all because of you. And thank you for that. So, Game of Thrones spoilers will be peppered through the dialogue from now on. Incoming in five, four, three, two, one. And you've been warned. I don't want to hear anything. No complaints. Okay, so my basic thing is the where they messed up in this episode was entirely in the special effects driven armies and the dragon fight and basically everything that involves special effects and grand epic fighting, which they have traditionally been good at grand epic fighting, but... Not so much with this episode, and especially when they had to rely on so much CG, i.e. with the dragons and all the fire and everything. And that really worries me when it comes to them making a Star Wars trilogy, because they've been put in charge of the next Star Wars trilogy. After Rise of the Skywalker, we are not going to be doing any more Skywalker films, at least not for a while, until they realize that they're going to bring them back and do three more, because remember George said he wasn't going to do any more, and then we got episodes one, two, and three, and then he was like, no, there's not going to be any more, it's not going to happen, then he sold it to Disney, and Disney made it, 
eventually they'll make more Skywalker movies because that's just the natural order of things. It'll just take 20 to 30 years. But (laughs) the next thing after Rise of the Skywalker is going to be a trilogy written by Benioff and Weiss. And I don't know if we can trust them now. I really don't know. So for me, okay, I'm an optimist. I would say yes with a caveat. They, you know, Battle of Blackwater, Battle of Hardhome, they... Real people walking around on a real set doing real things. Okay. (laughs) They've shown that, that they can do epic battles... They can do really nifty shots, swoop around. They can cover different aspects of the battlefield. And and so they demonstrated all this wonderful thing. The big issue for me with, with the Battle of Winterfell is they phoned it in. Really badly. Badly. And that's also where the caveat comes in. Because they themselves said they handed an outline off to the director. They phoned it in. They gave it to the director. The director was stuck on set going... We got this outline. This would look cool. Okay, let's do this. And, uh, you know, people say stuff. Like, but I beyond just... that, they, they had to be in on all of the decisions from making it so dark you couldn't see anything so they could cheap out on the makeup effects. And let's be honest, that's what happened with the zombies. Making the sky battle so, like, completely blurred by rain and snow and sleet and wind and desaturated and dark so you can't really tell what dragons what until they zoom in close enough to see the blue screened rider of the dragon or the blue flame coming out of the dragon's mouth my my problem here is that while they've shown that they can do drama done drama great they've done like Okay, let's just use Solo for an example here, because I think this breaks down really well, probably better than some of the other Star Wars films for where I think their talents are lacking. So, incoming spoilers for Solo, a Star Wars film, if you haven't seen it yet, but it's been a while, and come on, you're listening to me, you should have watched it by now. It's really good. Anyway, um, okay, so the initial fight at the Spice Mines of Kessel, I have absolute confidence that they could do that when the robot rebellion breaks out and everybody's fighting and all that's going on and lando's heart's being broken because his robot lady might be dying which was weird but uh, it's lando i'll roll with it because he is the love commander after all but i i I completely i'm okay with that I, i can see them doing that right i can see them doing that fine Star Wars, always. Like, it would not feel like a Star Wars fight, a Star Wars movie, if there wasn't a ship-to-ship dogfight in the movie. Everything that happens after that, when they're running away from the Empire, and they're flying through all of the wiggity-wiggity stuff, and then the big, I don't know, black hole monster thing attacks them, and all the TIE fighters and whatnot. I don't believe that they could do any of that. And then they'd be able to do the stuff at the end with Infus Nest and stuff. But Star Wars, without space battles, 
isn't Star Wars. It's ground battles. That's a different franchise. And you have to know that the people at Lucasfilm realize that because even Rogue One has space battle in it. It doesn't require a space battle. That space battle doesn't technically need to be there for the plot. They, it's a very simple fix, and probably one of the things that they reshot for Gareth from Gareth Edwards' original, where they probably just had the fight on Scarif, and then the signal got beamed out, and the Tanta V4 picked it up, and then started racing to get it, right? That's probably how it worked more in the original, because that actually makes sense with the story that they were building up to that point. And then Kathleen Kennedy and everybody else at Lucasfilm went, this is ground battles. We're making a Star Wars film. It's not Star Wars without the Star Wars. I mean, from the Clone Wars to Rebels, even in Resistance, they have space battles. They're an integral and necessary thing that makes Star Wars what it is. Mm. Like, this is where you get, I think, one of the better ones in Star Wars, because it didn't fit in the plot for Revenge of the Sith, so they put it right at the beginning. So it's still in there, because this is a Star Wars. They couldn't do Danny and John just flying over the pretty hills so that they can go make out while the dragon creepily watches. Because Drogon a voyeur, yo. Yeah. Dro- Drogon, like that creepy voyeur that like you're making out with your bestie and you look out the window and you're like, I have to keep doing this or we're going to die. Now, you know, there's a handful of people out there that have that pet. <laughs> the dog, the cat, you know, the one that sits at the edge of the bed watching the whole time staring and you're just like, Dude, I should have kicked him out of the room. But it's not yeah. a dragon. No, it's not a creepy dragon, but you know, it's still, it's still the creepy pet that's just like staring. Yeah, but they couldn't like, even Whoa. do them flying around on the dragon's wall. Yeah, I, I think about it. I mean, even in that episode where we're not even dealing with a battle, right? That is a confused and messed up scene. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't follow in the flow of the episode at all they just suddenly realized oh crap we're going to have Jon Snow riding on a dragon in the next episode fighting the the Night King we need to get that out of the way and show that he can ride a dragon (laughs) and so they just slapped this weird let's have him and Danny do one of the worst knockoff dragon flight scenes I've ever seen in my life and made me want a Dragonflight movie or TV series even more because when Lessa and Flar are flying around and the whole thing happens and the dragons go boom, check a look, like a boom. Oh my goodness. Like one of the best scenes in the book because it's just so exciting. And it's one of the, it's a weird dragon love scene. They couldn't even get that right. Like they even had, you know, literary Cliff's notes on how to do it yeah, in a popular series, and they couldn't pull it off. And that's just where I'm just desperately freaking out about handing over the next trilogy to them. Because, okay, 
while they might be able to get the politics right and the drama right and all of that, and presumably they're going to hand them, this is my personal theory, they're handing them the Knights of the Old Republic comics and the Knights of the Old Republic game and saying, do something that's kind of cross between these. Mm. Because we know that your main talent is in converting existing overly baroque lore into a cogent series that way there's something surprising because think about it if revan and xr coon and you know ulik keldroma all exist in the same kind of universe that's a much more interesting film in the end i mean those are those are valid points and that's why i could only go as strong as I think they'll do well with a caveat because, you know, like I said, this this last one was disturbing. They they had you know things happen for writerly reasons. Like this is one oh one basics writers shouldn't do this because it wasn't what the characters would do. They had characters get stupid and do like like the whole the Dothraki charge because it looked cool, it did look cool. But you know what? That was like D- Daenerys would not take cavalry and charge them off into their destruction. They would she especially wouldn't do it for the Dothraki. If you are not, if you haven't watched Hank Green's video about this, go to Hank's channel. It's not on the Vlog Brothers channel. It's on Hank's personal YouTube channel, and watch his theory because. He's kind of where I am, where he's theorized four ways that the Dothraki weren't just genocided by Daenerys, or the show sucks. Yeah. Really good video. You should definitely check it out. Yeah. And because uh, that's the thing is, like, you know, once because Star Wars also has a lot of tactics, and if they're talking Revan, I mean, Revan is genius of that stuff. And so that's also going to be something that, you know, but they've also shown, you know, beautiful battle tactics executed you know gloriously without like, having to use excessive amounts of cg yeah which, no even i don't even trust them if they went back to the olden days of star wars where they had the motion ca- capture cameras and the x-wings on you know moving pylons so that they would blur in the image and stuff i don't even trust them to do that right now see i this is where i think well and the you know, I well, th- this is where I think ILM will hopefully keep things in line. Uh, you know, and we have to we have to rely on them to step in and go. Okay, the so this is because this way they, they, Dave could share their vision and script and stuff, and then ILM can go. Okay, we're gonna make this happen with the ships and make it happen right because they do every time. Hopefully. So, for those of you who are confused that I'm assuming that they are working on a Knights of the Old Republic or an Old Republic series trilogy, I believe it was Bob Iger, it was one of the muckety-mucks at Disney, not at Lucasfilm, over at Disney, who made a weird offhand statement during their earnings call that said, he said something to the effect of, the future of Star Wars is something really old. Okay, you're doing the Old Republic. Like it, it just okay. We get it. You hired the Games of Thrones, Game of Thrones people to do medieval Star Wars. Got it. Okay, you know, like it makes sense to me that that's what they're doing. And 
like I said, I'm kind of hoping they're going to do some kind of a mashup between the comics and the movies, just because then there will be a chance for surprise. Because if you were to mix the characters of Revan and Exar Kun into one character and take elements out of both of their stories to make a new character for the actual film universe for the canon world that would be the greatest villain star wars has ever seen as long as he kills bastila and doesn't marry her (laughs) (laughs) what this is like okay this is i was say that's my fault (laughs) oh no i despise bastila i trolled him him too much over bastila oh no everybody knows my epic hatred of bastila i've never liked bastila i know why 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 so yeah it does make sense that these are the people that you would hire to do that thing because that's the thing that they're kind of known for doing right and that would be really fun because then you would have the old sith existing out in the background you'd have the 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 freedom the followers of freedom freedom nod that are out there you'd have the various fractured points of the Jedi because the gray Jedi do exist at this point and are kind of doing their own thing. You have the Jedi council that's kind of doing its own thing on Tython, you you know, plus various other Jedis who are just kind of doing whatever they feel like doing. Nomi Sunrider for the win. Yo, Um, (laughs) best character in all of star Wars and she deserves a movie. Damn it. Um, and I'll stand by that. But it just really concerns me giving them this because you have to remember everything leading up to this season of Game of Thrones, they were still kind of closing up plot threads and using unused material from Gurr's books. This is kind of their season. This is the season where we really get to see their hand at work because... We're so far beyond Gurr's books. And we're so far out that they're not relying on any of the left... Because they recycled some plot threads for last for, for the previous season that had yeah. technically happened earlier in the story. They didn't use them. They recycled them, had them happen later, right? And so this is really the first time we're getting to see Benioff and Weiss. And I'm blaming it on them, even though, yeah, they're not directly the writers of a lot of these episodes are not the direct you know directors you know but they are the showrunners it's their job to make sure continuity works to make sure the story works to make sure it looks good that it's well acted and that you can see what's happening in the dark and i don't care what the cinematographer says with his stupid you just don't understand everything we wanted you to see you can see in the episode yeah, we can't see the bad makeup and the crappy effects that you claimed you needed two years and a lot of money to do. Where'd the money go, Benioff and Weiss? Where'd the money go? Like, if you're not going to use the money for the giant dragon and zombie fight, what's going to happen when they get down to King's Landing? Is Xerxes suddenly going to... We're going to find out that she's Maleficent and she's just going to turn into a dragon and attack them? What? In the, like, what did you need the money for? And the time. Two years. Really? Two years? Really? Yeah. And just... I am so frustrated because episode one wasn't very good this year. 
and part of that is that they had written themselves into a hole and they were trying to dig themselves out and had to get everybody where they were and shuffle everybody around but still you have six episodes episode one has to be good you can't take that time you don't have the time to spare this is game of thrones if we can have people have important conversations while they're in the brothel having sex like you know where we have to go with they're really traumatized down in king king's landing let's do that while bronze trying to get it on with three half-naked women you know like this is game of thrones people talk while they walk people talk while they do everything in game of thrones but no, we're going to have an entire episode that's mostly just longing gazes and <laughs> eyes looking off. This is where we start to see their hand coming in. That was not a very good episode. Episode two, it was better. I liked it a lot. It's kind of what I wanted from this series. But they didn't keep that momentum going. It ends with, oh crap, the White Walkers are here. And you know what? You could see them up on top of the ridge. They were right there. You could see them because somehow the light didn't go away. Like, the only way this episode makes any sense at all is if the Night King literally used his magic powers and reached out and made the moon go away. Because you could see them when they first arrived, and then it got really dark, and you couldn't see anything ever again. Ugh. It's just, it's very worrying to me that the future of Star Wars has been put in their hands. And yes, I trust Kathleen Kennedy and I trust Lucasfilm because Disney's not going to lose money on Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, granted, they've probably already made their money back for what they paid for it when they bought it. Just between the two. I believe they already have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've already made their money back. But... Um, probably not on paper, because that's how the movie industry works. But I'm pretty sure they've made their money back. But they they're not going to let it go out go out to pasture now. You know they're they're going to find a way to make it successful. And okay, you can see their hand. They made Gareth Edwards do massive reshoots for Rogue One. They got rid of Lord and Miller off of Solo. And I don't know why, and I need to know why, because Lord and Miller have consistently proven that they are geniuses. I mean, just between the Lego movie and Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. What could they have possibly done to Solo that were that required them being fired? Like, really? What, what, what could they have done? Other than maybe make Bob Iger angry. Maybe they tweeted something Bob Iger didn't like. Because we know Maybe. he's got a hairpin trigger and stuff like that. But I just, I don't know. Yeah, I get the trepidation. I get the concern. And like I said, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they, the, whatever the fight was going into the beginning of this season, behind the scenes sucked the joy out of it for them or something and left them going fine we're just gonna wrap up the show and do this last season and be, tie up all the loose ends and be done with it i mean maybe that's it maybe that's what we're seeing i don't know i you know i've seen I, nothing to hint at that you know and you think there'd be leaks especially the, about the, something that big 
I don't know. Maybe not. Because, you know, they, they may have just sucked it up and been like, we're just going to finish out our contract and then go to the wonderful, glorious realm of the, the Disney and be done with Hobo. Or Hobo. Um, HBO, sorry. I, I have weird names for it around the house. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's just... You know, I don't know. I guess, like I said, I... I, of course, me back to that optimist. You know, I, I think we'll we'll find out because when they bring them in on the project, they're not afraid to fire somebody off of it too. They fired Lord Miller for whatever crime they committed. Yeah, and, I really uh, want to. I really need to know what that was. Yeah, like what did they try to do? You know, it's it's one of those. I hope, I, I hope that they're. Uh, oh man. What? I'm sorry, I'm going to share. You don't think there was a love scene between Lando and the robot, do you? Maybe. That might have been a step too far. That might have been a step too far. Because I don't see Ron Howard going, why don't we have Lando want to get down with the robot? Like That sounds like something that came from Lord and Miller. Like, <laughs> but that, that sounds like uh, more their thing. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> That's almost the even more fun speculation is what got them fired, like seriously. But I don't know. It, it's a ways off. It's going to be a while before we get to see whatever this film ends up being, if it ever happens at all, because they could. <laughs> I mean, remember the guy, Josh Trank, who did um, Fan Stick, was supposed to direct The Last Jedi. He was supposed to write and direct The Last Jedi. And then Fan Forstick happened, and they fired him unceremoniously. Just like, no. Yeah. No, we're not letting you anywhere near our content. And we got the much better... I have to say much better movie. I don't know what he would have done if he was put in charge, but Ryan, Ryan Johnson made my favorite Star Wars movie. So... Yeah. Since yeah. it's my favorite, I can't imagine a better one yeah. than the one that he ended up making, you know? Yeah, and that, and that's the that's one of the other splits you get is some of those some of the fans out there are just in it for the spectacle and yeah. they enjoyed the spectacle of it because I mean it, there was a lot of grand spectacle and and that's why I still think that, you know because I, I disagree with you a bit on some of the critique of of the Battle of Winterfell because I, I still give it a good because it, it, it was a spectacle and there were yes a lot of glaring errors and and as you've had to hear me rant for days and days about the battle tactics and how it should have did this it should have did that well I wasn't the the hand of the queen so I couldn't have helped them survive that better and then they realized that the episode was over too quickly and Arya killed the Night King too fast and so the last 20 minutes is in slow motion so it feels like it took longer. Yeah. Because they should have broken up with boss battles. Because that's what you do with these things. No, 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 no. We just need a bunch of zombies doing a reservoir dogs in towards an inept wizard who apparently has no magic. What the hell, Bran? Uh, okay. He, he is supposed to record history and not be involved in it. And... You know, yes, I wish I wish the woods would have stirred and nature came out and just slapped death in the face. But 
he's supposed to record history and not be involved in it. And uh, okay, he was recording history. Yes, and I mentioned this in the review from yesterday, but he could have shown them how to make the weird bombs that the children of the forest had, because I'm sorry, that wasn't magic. They were throwing grenades. And that apparently, he could have shown them how to make Valyrian steel. There's no point in him being the memory of the world if no one can know what he knows. Yeah, but, you know, the first Three-Eyed Raven apparently got his handbook from some time historian who, time travel historian, who wandered into their dimension and handed it over and it said, don't interfere no matter what. And they went, okay, I won't interfere no matter what, and just record history. How much you want to bet we're going to get an episode where we find out that the Mad King was mad because Bran realized all these events had to take place, and he went back and whispered in his ear like he did to his father at the Tower of Joy and made him go crazy. No, it probably went mad because he wasn't his brother that became the Three-Eyed Raven? I mean, he's... No. Or uncle? It was his uncle. Yeah, I mean, he went... Probably went mad because he realized his uncle has all this superior power and mass vast, vast amounts of knowledge and went to the other side of the wall where he couldn't talk to him at all and had no access to it. <laughs> Drive anybody mad. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation about whether it's Benioff like and Weiss. Genie trying to get your fourth wish out of him. <laughs> Come on, one more! You're useless! I mean... Yeah. So if you enjoyed our uh, conversation of whether or not Benioff and Weiss should, can be trusted with a Star Wars series or any series, because I'm really debating their prowess now when they don't have pre-recorded. <laughs> so Sasha voted no. Yeah, the dog. If you didn't just hear it, the dog voted, voted no. Yeah, she stared right uh-huh. at me and said no. No. <laughs> Even Sasha though I'm, is I'm on still my side. on the side of yes. The but. cat is on her side as usual. Um, yes, with supervision. Maybe give him a vacation in between. If you enjoyed this episode and um, haven't already, and the app that you're listening to us on allows you to rate either this episode or the podcast in general, please do so. Helps us out a lot. If you've got a dollar you can throw our way in the show notes, you'll see a link for community support. If you click that, you can join the project at the one, five, or ten dollar levels. That money helps us do everything, so thank you to everybody who does that, and thank you for considering it. If you don't have the money, or just don't feel like doing it right now, that's okay. Trust me, I know broke. I I, I I live there, man. But if you know anybody you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it with them. That helps out a bunch, too. If you have any questions, comments, or topics, you can hit me up on Twitter. Probably easiest place to get me, because I'm there way too much. I'm C. Dorson on Twitter. You can find links to all my social media over at projectshadow.com. Yeah. I think that's it. And don't forget, if you haven't already, go check out my other podcast, Mask of the Gods, where I read my book to you. If you like my voice... Oh, there's so much of my voice there. So much. Until next time, I'm Charlie. I'm Brian. And don't forget, have the fun. Bye.